Please be seated. Just imagine the beginning of today's passion story from the disciples' perspective. Indeed, echoing the words of Charles Dickens from A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. There had been traveling and tricking and spying, parables and testing, signs and warnings, questions and teachings, and comings, and goings, and friends, and foes, vows, and betrayal. There had been blood, and sweat, and agony, mockery, and mistreatment, and a last supper. And they had seen, mostly, a steadfast, calm, trust, and conviction from Jesus. We find them in the story today as he rode into Jerusalem, viewing this entry as fulfillment of an ancient prophecy. They also hoped and expected him to overthrow the Roman rule. They expected that he would kick out the Romans, own his kingship, and all would be well. But Jesus came into Jerusalem with his own interpretation of what his mission as Messiah would be. Again, they had expectations, but he didn't come to meet their expectations. He came to meet their needs. He didn't come to meet our expectations. He came to meet our needs. He came in peace, the Prince of Peace. And as he walked on the road to the cross, he didn't need our pity. He wasn't thinking of himself, I imagine. He was thinking of God's people. He was thinking of us. It was a pageant, but it was God's pageant. It was full of the conflict and tension that our wonderful and difficult life is full of. Both splendid and dreary, both worthy of great rejoice and great mourning. Defeat and victory. Like life itself. In some gospel accounts, the people shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. God saves. God saves us. Today, as we shout Hosanna, how do we mean that? What does that mean for us? Hosanna. How do we welcome God into our lives to be a saving grace? How do we accept this freely given gift of mercy and forgiveness and love and renewal that comes with Hosanna. There is hope 
in the Hosanna. God does save us. God does extend limitless mercy and forgiveness upon us. Whatever we need, 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 not expect, not just hope for, but need. So I invite us to question, how have we prepared ourselves this Lent and moving into the Easter season? How have we prepared ourselves for today for saying Hosanna? And what might we need? What step are we going to take now? As we've been moving through Lent, there have been many things that we have talked about and preached about through these many weeks. Everything from signs. Have you noticed the signs that are around you? From silence. Have you taken some time in silence with God? Have you been willing to consider how you're sent out into the world what you can do, what step you can take? Have you pondered your status with God? That you are a truly beloved child of God no matter what and that you can make a love-spreading difference? Have you saved God a seat next to you? And today it's Are you taking a step? What step are you going to take? And what do we need? Yesterday, 16 people from this community went to the border of Mexico. I believe that the Spirit speaks through us and to us through ideas. And somebody five years ago had an idea that pilgriming to the border of Mexico and participating in a joint Eucharist bilingual with the Anglican-Mexican communion would be a powerful and affirming experience and might spread love, might make a difference. Somebody had that idea And 16 people yesterday from this community went and were changed. Last night I got an email from somebody who went saying, I look at things differently now. I see this differently now. Maybe maybe you grew up with bigotry in your family. Maybe there are walls that you need to look at that you need to consider. How do we bring them down? Or how do we soften them? A 17-year-old in the car yesterday on the way home after a very long day, a 12-hour day, said to me, Thank you. I have a lot to think about. I have a lot to think about. There are many people here today who went yesterday 
And I invite you to find them and ask them questions. What was your favorite thing about it? What was the hardest thing? What did you expect? What did you get that you needed that you didn't know you needed? What was hard about it? Curtis went with us. He's in the back row. He read the part of Jesus. Lynette went with us. She's in the front row here. Monica went with us. Maisie went. She's not here right now. Louise went. She's not here right now. Wayne went. And Natalie went. And many others. It was powerful. We need to protect our borders. We need to protect our borders from hatred and racism and judgment and exclusion and fear. We need to protect our hearts from hatred and racism and judgment and fear and exclusion. When we come together like this, we break down walls. When a crowd gathers and prays, something happens. I have a dear friend on the other side of the wall yesterday in Tijuana. She's been working there tirelessly, but across both borders. She's been a part of this pilgrimage for five years. And up against the wall, looking at her through a tiny hole, she said to me yesterday, I think it's working. I notice a change. Something's happening when we get together and pray here together in solidarity. Last year, maybe 30 people were on the American side. Yesterday, what, 100? Easily. We need to break down the racism, the judgment, the exclusion. What else do we need? What ideas do you have? I know you have ideas. I know there's something brewing in you that you've been thinking about, that you've been curious about or wanting to do. Somebody had an idea to start doing homeless laundry once a month, and it changes lives. One night when I was at Laundry Love, a young man said to me in tears, I finally got a job, and I start tomorrow. Now I have clean clothes. That's what we need. Somebody started a little food pantry in San Francisco at a church, and because of that idea, another idea and somebody else sparked to give that mission $200,000. This is mind-blowing. And now they are all over the city. What ideas do you have? What step are you going to take? Take the step. Don't wait. Take the step. That's where we are now. We've prepared ourselves. When we shout Hosanna, do it with an invitation for Jesus to ride that donkey into all the places 
of tension and hurt and anger and fear and resentment in our lives. Invite Jesus to heal those places. Today when we shout Hosanna, God saves, let's remember that Jesus challenges us to take up the cross and follow him. Challenges us to serve others. What we saw yesterday was poignant. We followed the cross. We walked behind it, never in front. Jesus leads. Always. This Lent we've been practicing through all of these different ways that we've preached about and that you have taken on into your lives, hopefully. We've practiced getting balance. When we grow deeper in faith and in prayer, we get more balanced. And when we get more balanced, that's when we can lift up one foot and move forward and take that step. When you root yourself and gain balance, you stand to discover yourself. And to discover what it means to live more fully, more prayerfully, more spiritually, more forgiving, more loving, more Christ-like. We come to each day to choose how we shall live and what we shall do. Our choices are not always simple or black and white. But how Christ-minded have we been this Lent and will we be this Easter season? Jesus is not on a road to surrender He is not on a road to despair and defeat. He moves forward willingly with unshaken faith. Father, I place my spirit in your hands. That's what we heard in the gospel reading. Father, I place my spirit in your hands. This is the unashamed commitment of deep trust. Stretch your faith now. God is bigger and more knowing and loving and powerful than we can ever, ever, ever imagine in our wildest dreams. What step are you going to take? I know you've been thinking about it. Now's the time. Step out, and I promise you will be met. Amen.